I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. This week's guest is Streamline's very own Chris Merrick. This is a guy that I've known for a long time. This is a guy that has a superpower of being able to help people grow their business. What you guys are going to be able to see is this is a guy that's kind of become an accidental superstar. He backed into our industry and then won everybody over. Here comes Chris Merrick. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. So it's rare that we have such a big celebrity on the show, and I'm excited because today we have one of the biggest celebrities on the show. Everybody knows this guy. If, if you're in the business, you know this guy. The number one ranked private lender in the state, according to uh, Elias Sports Bureau. So this guy is the man, Chris Marroquin. He's here in studio and uh, ready to drop some fire. Um, you know what? I don't know my ranking, but I am. I would love to know. <laughs> Eliasportsbureau.com. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ESPN thing that they made up a few years ago. That's not even real either. So, hey, man, welcome. You guys, if you're listening to the show and you're a fan of the show and you're following what we're doing at Firestarters, you know that we're private lenders at Streamline Funding. And I said it. I mean, this is the guy. The, in my opinion premier private lender in the state is sitting in the studio with me. This is the guy that structures essentially the best deals across the state in any metro uh, area. And I would even say he's gotten, he's built a name for himself for picking the winners. So if you're talking to Chris, you're probably a winner. So you might want to get on this guy's calendar. So welcome brother. It is, it's nice to have you. I know we talk all day long. I mean, kind of right foot, left foot around here sometimes. So I'm happy that you're joining us in studio. In studio. Thank you, Romney. Yeah, man. I I mean, we've been doing it for a little while now. Mm -hmm. mm. Hey, guys, you know, we have Strange Land Brewery as one of our sponsors. They forgot to deliver beer, so we have some Bloody Mary company as a sponsor this today. It's not really a sponsor. We're just having Bloody Mary. So we're gonna we're gonna get Tito's signed up for the next. Please for the next round. You've got the hookup there, I think. <laughs> I've I've had I've certainly had enough to have the hookup <laughs> this morning. <laughs> hey man, so you just said something. We've been doing it for a while. You've been doing it for a while. So have I. I remember when you came on here, and maybe we could we could jump in there, tell these guys a little bit about who you are before we tell them about how you're how you're helping kind of change communities and and really help these entrepreneurs grow their businesses. But you got here, and I'll say a little story, anecdotal story. I remember my business partner, Jaden Newman, who we'll have on the show here soon, said, hey man, you got to talk to this guy. This guy's, this guy's strong. This guy's, you know, 100. You got to talk to this guy. So I'm like, all right, I'll talk to this guy. Whatever. I'm so busy. I can't talk to this guy. So this young man walks into my office, you know, a handsome chap and, uh, and an intelligent guy too, and, but had no idea what we were about to talk about. So we're just having this conversation about lending and he's looking at me and with this kind of blank stare in his eyes, like, what is, what are we talking about? 
Anyway, long story short, we told Chris, why don't you come on in here and let's let's kind of give this thing a test drive? And he agreed. Anyway, the the story as the story goes, it's been almost six years since we had that conversation. But about two weeks into that conversation, he he kind of stops me and he's like, "Hey, man, I didn't think that's this is what we were this is what I was signing up to do. I don't mean it in a bad way, but I thought we were coming in here to raise some money. I was like, "Oh no, 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 we're in here to lend some money." And uh, I guess by mistake, Chris Mariquin, the premier private lender in the state, came into our industry. Is is that kind of accurate? That's that is that is dead on, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's kind. Of, it's really funny to think about that, looking back, because I definitely, I definitely got the bait and switch. No, uh, not at all. I think it. I mean, it worked. I couldn't. I wouldn't change it at all. And it's really funny. Have you ever Googled yourself? Oh, it's the worst, man. I think everyone, everyone listening should should do this just in case you have, you know, a Tumblr account from. <laughs> 1992 yes. that has some something that will that you that you don't want everyone to see but i did it recently and um, i actually saw my photo from when i was hired here and i think it was actually a little while after i, I was hired but I, number one i looked like a child because yes. i was <laughs> number two i think someone surprised me with the photo like hopped over a cube told me they were taking a photo and took it of me because i'm looking up I saw that when you were and, wearing like a polo and, and kind of <laughs> surprised. Yeah. And so I was looking back and I was like, man, I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> then. Thank God I, I got a plenty of reps and, and got to figure it out. But it's funny. And and uh, I'm a big fan of of some other podcasts, uh, How I Built This. For the, the Bigger Pockets guys is what got, got you kind of rolling in the space. They definitely helped. And yeah. then on How I Built This, it all starts with, you know, yeah, I was uh, I was sitting here at a at a warehouse, and there was two people, and then we started building a business out of you know, out of nothing. That's that's kind of what it was like then for me, from my perspective. Sure. I know you guys had put in the work to get us there, but man, I I was uh, I was learning quick. Very quick, and, and bigger pockets helped. I will endorse them. I don't Shout think, out! I don't think they're a sponsor. No. Uh, but for anyone trying to cut their teeth, you can, that's, that's the, that's the really neat thing about podcasts. Just, you can always have them on and you can really learn a lot from, from other people's experiences. You know, it's funny, dude, the spectrum of experience. I mean, those days when you looked up at the, at that camera that was taking a picture of you, first off, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out what was on your screens. Was it a deal? No. Was or was it like a resume.com or something? I was Googling what a 30 year M was. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the beauty of this the spectrum of experience he started over there super green and i mean where you're at today i don't know what there's obviously more learning and we're going to talk a little bit about that today because we said this year we're going to turn it up we're going to do something a little different but boy you're you you really have um a wealth of knowledge that as i am in the industry i mean you you know that we're all in it but the the american association of private lenders all the different e- events that we attend all the different kind of ecosystems that we're a part of the the average person in that room does not have can't can't hold a candle to you. I mean, they're they're just kind of breaking their teeth and or cutting their teeth in the industry, and they don't necessarily understand what's going on. All they know how to do is sell, 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 sell. And you're out there tailoring, right? Yeah, we've definitely had the benefit of 
of seeing a lot of deals as as a lender. That's all we do every day. So let me pause for just a second because I definitely went on a little bit of a bunny trail on on how I got here. Um, so before I was sitting in that chair looking up, dumbfounded as to why someone was taking a photo of me in Loser. a cubicle, um, I was I went to I grew up in Southeast Texas. Uh, my dad was a, a dentist, so I was always around a bunch of professionals. I saw myself becoming a medical professional one day and you know, following my father's footsteps. Brother is also a doctor, sister's respiratory therapist, grandfather's an OBGYN. So I I definitely had aspirations to to continue the kind of the family trend of of being in the medical field. Well, um, went to the University of Texas and quickly found out there were there were a lot of guys that were a whole lot smarter than than me. Um, I think I, I have some some street smarts coming from Southeast Texas. Yep. I was raised right. Had a great family. My dad parents were great. Had a big family, one of five. Um, so I think I'm I'm a people person. Um, I'm not necessarily. Um, a, I'm not gonna. I don't have photographic memory. I have to read things four times before they stick. So I worked hard to get where I was, and then eventually I realized I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not smarter than some of these guys I'm competing with to to get into dental school. And I really found out when I got waitlisted. And so that's that's when I met Jaden, who introduced me to this thing. And he definitely sold me on raising money, you know, and I thought, oh, that's easy. I can talk to guys like my dad all day, medical professionals and, and tell them why they should invest some of their money in real estate and get a great return. And um, and then I met you. And so and kind of the rest is history. We it took me. It took me. Two months. Before I was at, before I got it. And then another 30 days before we closed our first deal. That's awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So you just talked about your beginnings. You also didn't bring up the fact that you are an avid outdoorsman. It's funny. We have a few people who who are, you know, into the outdoors here, but that's your thing. So everybody has a thing outside of here. Fortunately or unfortunately, you know, right now, mine is my children and all the things that kind of, you know, evolve around their lives. But you're an avid outdoorsman, man. You're out there all the time. I think you're ready to go hunting in the next couple of days, anyway. You know what? I am. That's so. I think one of the perks of growing up in Southeast Texas is being in um, a, a world class outdoor territory. We have Louisiana fishing, duck hunting, even some deer hunting in East Texas. Anyhow, um, I was I was never inside. One of five. I think back in the day, parents didn't, and look, my parents were great, but I would just ride my bike to a to friend's house five miles away and just stay there and not tell them. And then, you know, their parents would have to call my parents to tell them Chris is here and he's going to stay the night. Um, so yeah, I spent a lot of time outdoors. It's, uh, if people haven't done it, I, they should get involved and do it. It's definitely, it can definitely, you can get out of your own head a little bit and just be outside and, and, and get real committed with and get lost and all that. So, so, okay. Look, that was kind of a weird, you know, I just interjected that whole outdoorsman thing. Where, where the hell did that come from? Like, why is that even important? Obviously it tells you a little bit about Chris, but let's do something. Let's have a little fun. We've talked about this in the past and we've, we've actually invited it. I, we let's, let's do something fun and actually have people 
consider a guided uh, hunt by Chris Marroquin if they hit a certain milestone. I'm thinking close $5 million with Chris. You're taking him on a tour, on a hunt. Uh, you know, I think I owe four or five of our guys <laughs> a duck hunt. So starting now. <laughs> We've done that though, right? We We've, um, we work with, with kind of all walks of life, whether it's, it's someone who's flipping their, their first house, but we, we kind of cater to the real estate professional that does, that transacts over and over again. Um, and, and there's a number of guys that, that we've talked to. It's like, all right, let's set some goals and let's see where you're at at the end of the year. And let's see if you can hit those. What are you, what are you trying to accomplish this year? Whether it's with us, you know, us and a bank, whatever it is, we just want, we want to know what success is for you. Yeah. Starting today. Yeah. That tailored kind of approach that we were talking about. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to use any names, but I'm going to definitely say, give some stats here. You have a client that in 2017, because this is the end of 2018, you know, happy holidays, actually, everybody that's listening. 2017 was the number one builder in 78721, the area code 78721 in Austin by production. He built more houses than anybody else in that zip code. That was also from a from a article I believe you sent me earlier in the year, either the or the number two, the number one or the number two hottest zip code in the country. Fastest growing. Fastest growing zip mm-hmm. code in the country. So you're you're fueling these guys with just I mean, it is jet fuel. You go from one, two, three specs to hundred and twenty something builds in a zip code. That's that's pretty powerful, man. So so cheers to you. That's pretty pretty smooth. Um, we know a little bit about the beginning. We know a little bit about how you got here. We know that you're a private lender, but we don't know some of the mistakes you've made. Everybody's stepped in a pile of it. And, uh, surely you have, you know, aside from the first mistake, which was, I thought I signed up for something else when I joined the streamline fam. What, what tell us a little bit about some of those mistakes and some of those obstacles you've had to overcome because Lord knows we've had them. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think here related to since my time here, right? We're talking about mistakes. I mean, you could talk about relationships too if you want. I mean, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Miami is always a mistake. <laughs> uh, my apologies to everyone listening and of course to you. <laughs> well, I'm, and my apologies to everyone in Miami. But um, mistakes, it's hard. It, man, hindsight's twenty twenty. So I think you, you said something that was a huge compliment and I definitely pride myself in. And you said that, you know, if someone's talking to us or talking to me specifically, then they must be doing something right. And it's not like I don't have the time to talk with, with people who have, who have deals and, and they, they just aren't good, but man, I really, I do everything I can to, to spend quality time with quality deals and quality people. And so I think one mistake I made, I gave everyone kind of the benefit of the doubt and we're in a, it, it's a, it sucks, but we are in a world where people will say whatever you want to hear to get a deal done. And man, I, I try to flag that as quickly as I, pos- I possibly can and I, and move on and, you know, and tell them good luck, but I, I kind of keep going in this direction because experience tells me that there's some things that that people do and there's deals, there's red flags on deals that you just cannot overcome. So I do everything I can to, to dial it in and, and respect their time. So they respect my time and then, you know, take Dude, it to the next level. That's so good. And I, I think if anybody's listening right now, 
if anybody's listening and, and trying to get into, say, the hard money game or get into the real estate game, what he just said is probably one of the you know, two or three biggest takeaways from what we're about to talk about. I mean, that, that is absolutely true. It's like, you know, to fly with the Eagles, you don't go hang with the pigeons. You, you, you got to get with the Eagles. So you, t- you did that pretty early on and you spotted that because I had a tendency of trying to help, you know, everybody and you're, you're spread very thin at that point and you're trying to help people and there's a whole lot of narrative and story and, but there's not a lot of support and, um, and foundation there. And you started saying, no, we got to cut through some of this fat. I mean, everybody needs a chance, but they need, need, they need a chance and they need a responsible chance. But it's like, but these guys are building businesses. They're the ones that really need our support. The guys that are trying to do something, you know, to grow up, they need a chance. But these guys that have already figured it out just need our support and need some backing. And you kind of said, I'm not going not gonna to not talk to the guys that are looking for a quote unquote chance but I'm going to focus on the guys that have already built the business. So why I say that everybody listening should pay attention to that, it's, I think it applies to anything. If you're a real estate developer, who are you talking to? The guy who's always just trying to sell a deal? Or are you talking to the guys that are, you know, growing and doing things? Hopefully it's the latter, right? Definitely. Well, and there's this, there's a thing about our little niche in private lending and it goes way back to, to when all this started, hard, hard money, thanks to whomever yeah, thanks. dubbed it that. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what a great name. It's it's the worst. Um, but I guess, you know, it's it was named that for a reason. It was definitely predatory um, back then. Or, and some people do it right. Some people do not. Uh, we like to think that we do not all of the time. And we pride ourselves in that. But, um, you know, it's a... It's, I don't know if it's a dirty secret, but it's definitely not, I don't think it's out there. We are down the middle client has a net worth of greater than $600,000. They do multiple transactions. They are real estate professionals. Do we offer opportunity for, for people that have never done a real estate transaction in their, in their career? Yes. All day. And so to our point, guys when you have that deal be prepared because you want you want to work with with winners right with the eagles and if you don't come ready and you're not ready to jump in you may not get to work with them because you didn't have everything lined up you know you might get weeded out and then you you don't get as good of a deal and your opportunity isn't as great because you're getting taxed on you know not being prepared so all that to say we we really do seek out professionals for for this for this for what for what we offer as a service which is high leverage lending so we're tailor made for for the real estate professional that can handle the leverage that we provide and it's always a balancing act to make sure that that we're keeping them in check giving them the best opportunity to succeed without over leveraging them that's one of the hardest things that we have to do so here's the thing so you have a knack of, you just said it, uh, you'd rather work with the winners. You also have a knack of picking out winners. And that's, pretty, that's a pretty special gift in this industry because to your point from earlier, if you kind of get stuck spinning your wheels on that thing that's never going to go anywhere, that's exactly where you're going to go, absolutely nowhere. So you've got this knack of getting traction by, by spotting winners and picking out winners and you know, somehow attracting that winner and taking them to the next level. But maybe give the people listening from a from a hard money lender, a private money lender, or as I continue to call you based on Elias, 
you know, the premier, the number one guy in the in the state. How do you spot a winner? What what is what's consistent with all the winners out there? What are some of those uh, traits and attributes that they all kind of carry? So in my head, I'm trying to think if I should count down, but I don't know how many excellent points I have. So I'm going to start with number, number one, one <laughs> and count up. Uh, number one, is, I think, comes from something that the company really, really put into my head at a very early stage, which is it's, it's real estate, mm-hmm. right? So don't overthink it. There's good real estate and bad real estate. So I've, I look at opportunities and I think, of course, I mean, I mean, is this just too simple, right? I mean, don't, don't do the deal that in the city that has population 4,000, do the deal in the city that has the best school district with, with good prices. That's that has opportunities for homes that aren't too old, that don't have too much work that needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera. So we start with the real estate. And I think that's why, I mean, winners, I mean, I say, I keep saying winners, real estate professionals, that's that's where they thrive, right? Sure. They're, they're going to be in and around the best real estate. Not to cut you off, but one of, our, one of the biggest winners in our ecosystem is in a small market. Absolutely, and, and that's a great point. The king of the market, so you you could find your you could find your groove there. So it's not saying a deal in a small market is a bad deal, and it's not a winner. But you're basically saying, look, it, you've got an eighty percent greater chance of winning in the best school district in Dallas, Texas, or San Antonio, Texas, as you do in you know, sorry, Seguin, but somewhere in Seguin, Texas. Yeah, and look, there's a niche in Seguin, right? Sure. And I mean, there's just there's just not as many opportunities, but. If you can convince me and show me the data, the real estate driven data of why you have a quality opportunity, I am all ears. Can I tell you that we're, you know, we're taking a deeper dive right now into our internal analytics, because I think our marketplace, the people listening to this and the people listening to you on stage and the people listening to you on the phone and all these different things, I think they care about what's really happening behind the scenes. And some of the preliminary data that we're seeing is, is twofold. A, the newbies, the people that are new to the industry, are having a hard time getting started that traction right after they've closed i've got i've got the uh, the money i need to do this project now what they're having a little harder time we don't know exactly why but they are having a harder time getting started that's preliminary data that we're seeing but this is actually more um this is definitely data that we're seeing too some of these guys that are potentially winners because they've got you know capacity credit credentials they've got all these great things lined up what they don't do if they're new to the industry what's happening is they're, they're kind of having, they're subjected to those markets. They can't necessarily go and compete in the Highland Parks or, you know, pick a neighborhood in Montrose in Houston or in Alamo Heights. They probably can, but they're having a hard time entering that. So they're just kind of, they're stuck out in Cedar Creek, Texas, you know, and that's a real thing. And I, I don't know exactly why that's happening. It's, it's a, but it's a real thing. Man, sometimes that's okay too. Yeah. Um, and we can definitely, if, if you find an opportunity in a neighborhood that isn't yours, that's one thing that we, that we like to talk about because anything close to home is something that you know inside and out. And that's where we want you to be investing, whether it's your home or just the area that you've targeted that you know as well as your home. We want to make sure you know every cross street, who your neighbors are, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah. And and guys, if it's a small market deal, that's okay. Again, there's just not as many opportunities there. Yeah. So what's number two, man? So you said number one is the asset, the real estate, the property, as we call it, you know, the the cornerstone of the five C's, the collateral. Correct. Yeah. Collateral. Um, the next one, I'm going to play off the five C's because it's just, it's natural for me, capacity. And there's one, there's like a, there's a, there's a trick to all of this, especially in our industry. And I think it goes with any business, but there's a false sense of confidence once someone closes on a property with us. And I wish I could, I'm trying to change that because that's one of the pitfalls that we've, that we've identified. This is industry wide. This is not Absolutely. Chris and Streamline. The, the world, once the deal closes, there's this, like you just said, this false sense of something. It needs to be the opposite of that. It needs to be... Uh, the clock know, is started. It, you can't sleep at night because, yeah, the clock is ticking. And I don't want to, I don't want people to lose sleep. I just want them to be prepared to, to, to start as soon as it starts, as soon as we close. Because that's, that's got to that's be the one of the biggest pitfalls that, that we've identified. It's just, they, we've underwritten them. We've underwritten the real estate. We, we think that they have a good opportunity to succeed, but for whatever reason, they just get a little bit lax. They get, they lose that, that hunger because they've, they've got the opportunity now. And so capacity, I think with capacity to bring it back to the five C's, if you, if you know what you're doing and you have that sense of urgency, then that's part of that's part of capacity, but it's also ha- having the experience, having having some of the having the liquidity, having the team, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and here's a pro tip to the listeners: as it comes to capacity, you could actually we can hear that over the phone. We could hear that confidence that that false sense of confidence is exactly that. If it's if it is false, if it's real, we hear it, and and honestly, guys like us are checking that one off the list, like. They've got, there's something there. The character's there. So think about that when you're talking to either us as a lender or think about that when you're talking to your equity partners or whatever you're doing. Whatever, Whenever you're talking dollars, somebody's trusting you with these dollars. The confidence is is key. Even if even if sometimes it's overconfidence, it's better than it's better than the opposite. Right. And confidence stems from being prepared. Boom. If you if you know that when you when you close, you have 15 days to get your to your first milestone. And if you miss it, then then you know you missed it, and everyone knows that you missed it. Then you're doing something right because you know, you know how time falls in mm-hmm. the project related to the project, and time kills deals, guys. Every single time. Let's talk about the. Let's give them one more since we've only got two or three minutes. Um, but you said number one is the asset. Number two is capacity. That's when you when you're spotting winners. When you're trying to pick a winner, first thing you're looking at is the property. The second thing you're looking at is the person's capacity. What else do you have for them? Um, man, I. I know that we talked about the asset, but one of, I mean, we're talking about the five C's collateral is the asset capacity is the person's ability to enter and exit. And I think to some degree capital is tied to capacity, but the biggest strain is, is capital having, having the capital and forecasting it Yes. for the project. Yes. Let me, let me uh, add to that. If you don't mind, you close a loan, check. You brought some money to closing, a little or a lot, check. Then after that, where are you going to get the rest of the money? That's what I think you're talking about. That's what I think that's the missing link where that false sense of security comes from that it's like, you know, I'm, I'm done with the deal. The deal has just gotten started essentially. 
And we, we're now, you know, we're not now, but we're fortunately underwriting to that. And that's how you spot a winner. That's how you pick a winner. And that's how you kind of, that's how you could almost, I don't know, guarantee a winner. If there, if the capacity, the capital is there and in place after the closing and they're able to carry a project 99 times out of a hundred, it's a win. The, the times that it fails, it's, it's market driven, you know, contract driven, something else happens outside of the, the general scope. Right. And the professionals know this. Some of the guys that are new and getting into it will find out very quickly. It's not just about having your down payment and some 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 reserves. You're out of pocket, especially on these bigger real estate projects, which we tend to look at. Um, you're out of pocket waiting to get reimbursed for, for extended periods of time. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, back to planning it and knowing when you're going to have these out-of-pocket conditions and there's always the surprise, you know, Austin Energy makes you pay for a $20,000 electrical pole that you did not predict. Where does that money come from? Fortunately, we have contingency required on any of our projects. To cover some of that stuff. Correct. Yeah. But you're still going to be out of pocket at, at some percentage of that cost. Well, I hear you, man. I, so we're about to wrap it up. Maybe we could uh, wrap with this. Um, you talked about five C's. Just anybody listening, if you like this guy's voice or if you like his sweater, whatever it is, because he's got a great sweater and I'll post that because it's not that good. Um, we're going to do this again. Maybe we talk about the five C's. And, and just for everybody listening out here, this is very important when it comes to finance. Okay. The five C's real simple. Ready? Collateral. More important than anything. Right? Correct. Number one. Okay. I'm going to break them down. And, and you said capacity and capital. I just word them a little different. Um, cash. Same as capital. That's mm -hmm. number two. Credentials, your ability, you know, your your resume, character, you know, do I believe this person? And of course, credit is that do they have a tendency of paying their their bills on time? So those are the five C's, and we break we'll break those down on another episode. But tell them what you're up to, maybe right now, and what's coming down the road. I know you got some exciting stuff with the ULIs. I know you've got some exciting stuff because I'm seeing the projects. So maybe tell them about some of these bigger projects that are going on, and uh, and how they could get a hold of you. Well, um, 2018 was definitely the year that, that we as a company started to take on and tackle bigger opportunities. They're, they're actually, they're not that much different than the, the single family townhomes, the three packs that we normally finance. So if you guys, if you don't know, we do a lot of financing on spec construction, larger flips, and even smaller flips. So we, we do it all, but we kind of in the industry are known for, for doing the larger project. We've actually taken that one step further for infill developments. We've seen some really great opportunities from people that we've had a lot of success with. So we're betting on them and we're betting on the market. And, and we, that's that's the neat thing about our company is no one will invest more in, in your project than we will. And so we've got some guys that have that have stuck around and we've seen them grow up from two at a time to now taking down we, we've got a five different developments that we're mm -hmm. that we're looking at from 14 fourplexes in San Antonio to 24 of 48 condos in Austin all the way up to the same thing in Dallas Fort Worth and Arlington. Um, so Houston, where you at? Yeah, we could use some more developments. We've got uh, we've got plenty of three and four packs, but if <laughs> let's go bigger, yeah, let's do it. This is the year, though. This is a year. So here's the thing. I think the magic is let's just keep them small. Let's not do a fifty five million dollar houses. That 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 ship has sailed, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I don't 
I would love to hear about how cool your two million dollar spec home is, but yeah. I would rather not finance it. But let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we'll do one or so a month, right? Every couple months at least. Uh, it's just not the it's not the center of the bullseye. Correct. That, those forty eight you just said in Austin, or those twenty four in Dallas, that's the center right now, man. So I'm I'm excited about seeing that progress. That's about everything we have. Let me let me say a couple of things here real quick. Um, yeah, I know in the beginning when you started here, we didn't really have a, a clear vision of where you were going or what you were going to do because we just knew you had a, a gift. Uh, and the gift that I saw immediately was kind of the gift of gab. If you didn't realize that this guy could kind of talk about anything. So he had the gift of gab and we turned that into something. And I remember we were at an event and um, I don't remember exactly what event it is. They, they all kind of, they, they, they're all kind of the same at, at some point, but we were at an event. We had a great time and I asked Chris, my my house had flooded because my dryer, excuse me, my washer had had just kept running all night. My house had flooded. I had like three you know inches of water in, in my entire first floor. My wife's going crazy. I said, Chris, you got a, you got a truck. I don't I have a sedan. Can can you go with me to Home Depot or Lowe's and put this thing in the back of my in the back of your truck and just take it to my house? No big deal, Chris. You cool with that? And he's like, Yeah, I'll do it. And, but it was late at night because we were somewhere that evening, if I'm not mistaken. And um, we didn't even know each other that well. We knew each other pretty well, but not that well. And uh, it's funny. It's like, just follow me and we'll get to my house and we'll do all these things. And sure enough, on the side road of I-35 somewhere in Austin, I ran out of gas. <laughs> and this guy's following me. <laughs> but he took it like a champ and in stride. And, uh, and he took me to my house. He kind of made fun of it. So, so to kind of make light of a gnarly situation, took me back to my car. I think we go, went and filled up a gas tank. We did all these things you know, problem solved. And I realized at that point that you were, you were, uh, you know, you, you were here to provide, you know, you help people out. That is the thing that you did. And if, if I were to kind of point out your superpowers, you're always looking to help people out. So I think you're going to keep doing that in 2018 or excuse me, 19. And now we've just kind of opened the door to just this new possibility of these larger developments. There's going to be a bunch of developers in Texas that just blew up as a result of you putting some, some new product out there. So thanks for everything you're doing, brother. Can't wait to do the five C's episode with you in a couple of weeks. And um, on to the next one. Cheers. Thank you, Romney. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. That's it for this week's Firestarter podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.